Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garland. And I'm Mike Spring. Today, once again, questions from the curious. You didn't know we had curious people listening to us, did you? I did know that, as a matter of fact, Warren, because they would not be sending us questions if they weren't curious. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And curiosity killed the cat, which means, (laughs) I don't know what it means, but... We're going to have a bunch of dead cats here at the end of the hour or the end of the few minutes we have (laughs) together? That's right, or at least least three of them, because that's how many questions we have. Okay, yes, we do. I see those in front of me, and I'm going to read the first one right now. Now, is All that right. okay? Absolutely. All right. Henry in Cleveland writes us, I'm really revved up about getting started uh, with my career and spending time marketing my services, but I don't want to scare away potential clients. How often should I be in touch with the recording studios, ad agencies, and, and the businesses I've already sent my demo to? Well, there's, 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 there's the simple answer, and then we'll elaborate, right? Yes, that's what we tend to always do. <laughs> there's always a simple answer that we make longer than it needs to be, but that's, <laughs> it's kind of what we do. So I suppose. <laughs> I guess the simple answer would be there. there's no real simple answer to this. Certainly, some people think that if you get in touch with them every two or three months, that that's a lot. I myself think that that's reasonable, all right, that you're following up and doing something uh, at least two or three times a year. But there are others that I know have gone out there and have been calling uh, and following up you know, like monthly. That, I think, might be pushing it a bit. What are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a little too much. My, my typical strategy is, you know, after I send somebody a demo, um, you know, I'll usually wait uh, three to four weeks, something in that neighborhood, depending on, on situation. And then I'll send a follow up just to say, hey, you know, I hope you got my demo. I appreciate your taking the time to listen to it. I look forward to working with you. And then I tend to usually do kind of like you said, two or three times a year. I'm more on like a six month follow up schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, every every six months or so, I yep. sort of just sort of, you know, throw a little email out to them, that type of thing. So, you know, it depends on the person. It also depends on how many people you're following up with. Sure. Some clients, if there's a client that I'm really trying hard to get in with, I'll, I'll follow up a little more often. And then there's other clients that are just sort of more like on the back burner. You know, I might just do something a little less often, just a kind of once in a great while reminder that, hey, I'm still out here. For the majority of folks that I've worked with, I, it's usually about six months. I send out a, a one-page newsletter every six months. Yep. And that seems to keep me in their radar. And then I do see through some of the uh, social media connections, I also have that they have received my uh, my email because I've been requoted, if you can believe that. That, that with some of the things I've thrown in my little uh, newsletter there. So, um, yeah, there you go. It, it, it runs the gamut, but you, you'll get the feel for it the more you do it. Yeah, I think, you know, a good a good sort of barometer is if you feel like you're sending somebody a follow-up email too soon to the last one, you, you probably are. Yeah. So that's maybe a good time to say, oh, maybe I'll wait a few more weeks or another month before I send a follow-up. There you go. You want to take the next question here? Sure thing. Olivia in Houston asks, I'm always looking for new ways to practice. I try to read out loud when an opportunity allows, but sometimes I can go days without finding the time. Any suggestions? Actually, we posed this question to a friend of ours that you uh, we introduced to you a few weeks ago, uh, Chris Sharling, and he calls what, what he does passive practicing. Now, did you catch what that really was about? Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, good. I was paying attention, Warren. Oh, well, I'm, you know, I, you. <laughs> I was kind of—I was trying to take notes, but I don't—I right. think I missed it. No, this is something, <laughs> and it's actually a really good strategy. I've employed it myself, and, and Chris is a smart guy who knows what he's talking about when it comes to voiceovers. But passive practicing is really um, doing other things to practice besides your reading out loud, working on your techniques. Those are important things to do, but there are times where you don't necessarily have time to practice. You know, life gets busy, so there are things that you can do to just sort of keep your mind working in the way of voiceover. So for example, passive practicing would be 
and this is going to sound kind of simple, but listening when there's conversations going on and you're in a conversation maybe with a group of people, sort of, you know, take a step back, not physically, but but metaphorically take a step back. Let the other people guide the conversation and really listen to them as opposed to trying to involve yourself in the discussion. Listen to the way that they speak. Listen to the rhythms, the cadences, you know, all of the different kind of mannerisms in the way that different people speak and just sort of pay attention to that because those are things you can actually incorporate into your voice acting. Absolutely. Good point. Um, and, you know, this applies to so many other things in life. We're Somebody once said, you're not learning anything if you're when you're talking, okay, when your mouth's moving. And it's true. Listening is when you're learning. I just read another uh, little article in our local Chamber of Commerce uh, magazine they send out every month, and it was all about networking. And one of the big things they say is don't just sit there and talk, stand there and talk. Listen. You know, become an active listener and listen to things that you know might work into your advantage down the road when you learn something about somebody. You know, you may pick up on some things that will you know work to your advantage in a networking situation as well. So same thing goes for here when you're when you're thinking about getting ready for for a gig that's coming up. Listen, listen to what's going on around you. Listen to the pitch in people's voices and how they're communicating with one another, and it'll put you on track. And we also got an email from Terry in Jacksonville that reads. I found myself overthinking my lines during a recent studio session. I'm not sure if it was nerves or what it was, but any ideas on how to keep this from happening? Well, you know, this is very normal, all right? And a lot of folks say, you know, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very nervous when I'm first going into the studio. And, you know, this is, this is the first or the second time I've been in the studio. I'm, I know I'm going to be nervous. You know what? I've been doing this for over 40 years, and I'm still a little nervous, especially when it's somebody I haven't worked with before. So it, you tend to sometimes get to the copy and, and overthink it. All of a sudden, and this is what I fall back on, I start being an announcer again. And you know, you don't want to do that. Um, you know, voice acting isn't necessarily announcing. And so what you want to do is, is, as soon as you can, get your feet deep into that copy. All right, What you want to do is you want to immerse yourself in, in what that copy is about so that you can be, again, maybe not yourself, but somebody else that understands where this whole idea is coming from that you're sharing with someone. Okay, so again, it's, it's immerse yourself in the copy, and that should keep you hopefully from uh, getting you know too much you know reading into the copy. I agree, Warren. And another thing you can do is really just like you said, sort of step back from the copy. Take a deep breath, try and clear your mind, and and just sort of try and push out of your head the things that you've been thinking about the piece of copy and let the producer direct you and just sort of go with the flow. You know, one thing to keep in mind, too, is when you get your copy ahead of time, I do this a lot. You know, for a lot of the voiceover jobs I do, I'll usually get the script a day ahead of time or the morning of. I will actually usually only glance over it if it's mm. a long script. If it's right. a commercial, I'll read the whole thing. But when it's like a 10 or 20 page narrative, I'll just sort of skim it, look for anything that looks like it might be a trouble spot, and then that's it. I don't go to it again until the actual recording there session. Because you, yeah, you know, I'm confident in my abilities to be able to read right off the bat. It's something I've developed over the years as a voice actor. So I don't need to overthink it. I don't need to really hone in on it ahead of time. I just kind of glance at it ahead of time and be familiar with what I'm going to be talking about. And then when the time comes to read, I just go right into voiceover mode and things usually run really smoothly from there. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you for your questions. Hope that clears up a couple of things, perhaps questions you hadn't thought about before and answers that you didn't expect. I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> I like it, though. <laughs> All right. I like it. Well, you know what to expect. Here's, here's that segue. Uh, you can always expect Kate to be here and tell us about the latest voiceover news of the world. Here's Kate Peterson. 
and welcome back to VoiceOver News. This week, we have some exciting stories. To start, let's go with video games. Well, video games continue to be a great source of work for voice actors. Just this week, Borderlands 2 was released on Xbox, PlayStation 3, and PC, and it features no less than 63 different voice actors. Because the game is so large and immersive, many of the voice actors play multiple roles, with some actors voicing up to 10 roles each. The best part? Not one of the voice actors involved is a celebrity. Nope, just tried and true voice actors here. Clearly, developers Gearbox Software and 2K Games know the value of a great voice cast. And a valuable voice actor extends far beyond video games. Academy Award-nominated actor Ed Harris has a new voiceover job as well. Harris played football in college, but left the program when he got into acting. Now, he's combining two of his loves with a voiceover job for the Oklahoma Sooners, which is his alma mater and where he started studying theater. Harris's latest role is the voice of the introduction video that plays at the start of every game before the players run onto the field. It's called, There's Only One Oklahoma. Harris is a self-proclaimed Sooners fan, and the film highlights the team's history and some famous players. The video debuted just last week at the school's home opening game. Go Sooners! That's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week. Oh, Ed Harris is one of my favorite actors of all time. Did you see him playing Pollock, the uh, the artist, years ago? I did, absolutely. Great performance. Without a doubt. Uh, and, and one of my favorite Ed Harris movies, believe it or not, Milk Money. And oh, yeah, I, I that's mean that a fun seriously, one. because he yeah. is always such a serious actor, and right. in that movie he was playing just like a goofy, funny role, and, yep. it, and he's fantastic in it. Absolutely. So. Good to see him stepping into the booth a little bit. Well, finding out more what voice acting is, and just as importantly what it isn't these days, is as easy as seeking out our adult education class called Getting paid to talk. It's an entertaining and enlightening single evening class that we offer at universities, colleges, schools, and recreation programs across the U.S. and Canada. And there's a very good chance we'll have a class in your town soon. That's right. The week of October 1st, there are eight classes being offered in and around the greater Seattle, Washington area. We'll also be in Canada, in Campbell River, British Columbia, and Salisbury, Alberta, and in Albany, Oregon. Which is back across the border in the United States, last I checked. Yes. Yes. And we're covering New York State with several classes from New York City and Long Island right up the Hudson Valley and then out west to Rochester and Buffalo. Look for us as well in Ashland, Maysville, and Somerset, Kentucky, and Spartanburg and Pendleton, South Carolina. For more information about exact dates and locations, you can call us at 866-887-2834 or you can email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. We always welcome your comments, your questions like the ones we read today, and your topic suggestions as well. Really, if we didn't have those questions sent to us today, what will we have been doing the last five, six minutes here? We would be talking about great Ed Harris movies and, <laughs> well, and football, there probably. You go, probably exactly. Which would be just as fun, but probably would not interest people as much who are here to learn would, about voice acting. I would think. So we'll come up with some more interesting info for next week. Hope you'll join us then. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. Voice Coaches Radio, now 30% more snifflier. <laughs> well, I was listening to a podcast this morning, and they um, pointed out the fact that uh, the the one of the most popular James Bond themes of all time, as written by Sir Paul McCartney, has a major grammatical mistake in it. Really? In, in this ever-changing world in which we live in. Oh, so, in which we live in. Ending in a proposition. Yeah. See? You know, and, and when he started playing rock and roll, they told him his life wouldn't amount to anything, and now look where he's at. Yeah, right. <laughs>
Today, once again, questions from the curious. You didn't know we had curious people listening to us, did you? Uh, you know, I no, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't I know why I went there. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is barely functioning as it is. Okay, I'll ask you a yes you or no question, question this right. time, okay? okay? You didn't know we had curious people listening to us, did you? I did not. Did I know that? I don't know if I should say I knew that. No, I, didn't. Yeah, right. no. I don't know. With some of the things that I've thrown in my in my little, uh, uh, you know, yeah. Okay, I guess we should probably get down to some business here, huh? Get down to brass tacks, as they yeah, say. Yeah. I have no idea why they say that. I don't either. I don't know. That's one we should look. I don't even sometime. know what a brass tack is. I agree, Warren. And you know another thing. Another nah, 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 Yes. I do this a lot when I I, I do it with a lot of the. I'm on a roll today. Hello, Governor. <laughs> that was so great. I love when you do that. Pip, pip, cheerio. It's when she first goes into the labyrinth and there's like this little British worm that comes oh, out and talks to her. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hello. Well, there you go. See? Yep. I am the personification of the worm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't even know what that means. <sighs> Can I just say? Yes. What the heck is a sooner? I don't know. Are there rivals the laters? <laughs> the in-betweeners? The, we're, we'll be there soon. We're just stuck in traffickers? I'm, I just don't... What, what's a sooner? I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners can answer that. I was going to say, I'm going to get a bunch of angry emails from people saying, I went to Oklahoma and I'm a sooner for life and a sooner is this and you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope they're more polite than that, but it's always a danger.